0: Yeah. Here's the interesting thing that I found. I feel like, I, I feel like, can I say, I'm going to say this. I feel like Robert Tunyon is the Miles Sanders of tight ends.
1: Absolutely. You are Absolutely.
0: either, you are either pro-Robert Tunyon or you are anti-Robert Tunyon. There is no middle ground on Robert Tunyon. what's going on welcome back to another episode of the fantasy football fellas is yes, just tyler and i hanging out tonight cameron got stuck in a last minute meeting those are oh. literally the worst
1: oh, man 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 you know when life just like puts you in a chokehold and just says like just a full nelson right right it just like it locks you in and then you're just stuck i i feel i feel for you guys this week
0: I mean, it's been, I mean, so, so a little bit of background, uh, Cameron works as an elementary school teacher. So he's middle, like literally like in the heat of back to school right now. Uh, Uh, I work with college students as a profession. Uh, so, I mean, college students are back on campus. I've been on campus for two weeks now. Um, my students just happened to move in within the last week and I still have students moving in next week. Right. So it's like my, literally like my month of September is like it's like work that's what it is oh yeah Yeah, (laughs) uh and so straight work so we're busy there i mean tyler thankfully works the works the typical nine to five doesn't have to worry about up or down seasons it's just uh pounding away in the in in the fortune 500 land for him so it is uh, (laughs) it
1: it is wake up five minutes before you start (laughs) work from home work from home and uh five o'clock rolls around that laptop screen comes down that's that. That is beer that. cans opened up. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's five o'clock. Then there's every reason to go do every, whatever you every want. Every
0: reason. Every reason to do whatever you want. Absolutely, I'm with you there. Ty, how's the week been? I wasn't around on goodness. I guess the pod came out yesterday, and that was partially my fault because yeah. I've been so busy, so busy. Goodness, I could talk.
1: But holding <laughs> down the fort. How's the week been? Yeah, uh, still adjusting to. Uh, To life without the brother at the house Uh yeah yeah um so far from i guess everything else my mom is getting ready to go back to school and stuff so teacher two teacher two so i mean nine to five is just me (laughs) (laughs) nine to five
0: it's just tyler
1: yeah so i mean i can't really complain and i mean we're gearing up more and more for uh for fantasy for for football season and hey guess what college football is kicking College, off
0: night football. Let's go, let's go. go that means go. football season's back.
1: Oh, it is. It is. Oh, it's officially back. And at
0: the at the time of this recording, we are 24 hours away from Thursday night football next week for the yes, NFL. Sir. Yes, sir. We're so close. We're so close. We're so I can close. taste it. <laughs> let's <laughs> let's go. Let's talk some fantasy. Uh, yes, sir. Big week of transactions. You and Cam covered. A lot of them earlier this week, some big ones, Cam Newton being cut. Uh, I don't need to catch everybody else. You can go listen to our last podcast, get caught up on some of the old news. Uh, But a lot of injury news here in the last 24 hours or so. I'll say 36 to 48 hours, actually. Um, Lots of good news so far, though. Uh, We'll start with the big name, probably, that everybody's been scratching their head about. Saquon Barkley has a strong chance, supposedly, to play week one. And frankly, I don't know if that's good news. Like, it, it's good news, okay? Like, I almost oh, said, if that's good news or bad news. It's it, it's good news. Um, mm-hmm. But I think the question I asked then, is it great news? And I don't know. Um, so, yeah. I mean, so, quick, quick answer. Is this changing where you're drafting Saquon Barkley right now?
1: Whew. Um, mm, it depends. <laughs> it depends. Right? So, here's
0: So, here. I'm not going to tip my hand. I have a draft at 10 p.m. tomorrow night.
1: Okay, okay. I have pick.
0: I have pick seven
1: in this oh no. PPR
0: twelve man <laughs> draft tomorrow night.
1: Oh man. If Saquon Barkley falls to me, do I
0: take him at seven or do I take a guy like Devontae Adams, Aaron Jones? You know what I mean? Like all of a sudden, this news just adds more to my decision. I don't like it. It's tough. It's so tough because we want Saquon to be healthy. He's still an elite running back one, but we just there's so much new in that Giants offense with new weapons, Danny Dimes with a full season of him. Saquon still coming off of injury, still might not get a full workload. Um, mm-hmm. Like, I don't know, like how long can I, like is Saquon going to be a pick that I lose my league with and I'm scared it might. I don't yeah, know if he'll, I, he, he could help me win my league, but he could for sure lose me my league.
1: Yes, yeah. And I think like you said as, like though this is good news for Saquon this isn't good enough news for me to go no Saquon can be a week to week game changer for me right
0: yes he, this is that and that's why I said I think this is good news not great news it's not the news I need to hear going into drafts that right it's a strong chance like I need to hear Saquon's 100% and we'll get a full, full workload week 1 before I'm like all right draft him as like running back three or four off the board.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Another guy who uh recently uh has a high chance now of uh playing week 1. Ron Rivera says he's very confident Curtis Samuel will play week 1. Yes. And 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 this this one, uh, we're not even going to go into this. I'm just going to I'm speaking on behalf of all of us here. Uh you should listen to us, okay? This means you're getting an absolute bargain on Curtis Samuel right now. At wide receiver yes. 47 in drafts okay we've been harping on it all offseason he's back week one people have been worried about his lingering injury and if ron vera is very confident he's playing week one that's all i need to hear curtis Sanders is a top 30 wide receiver this year
1: i'm ready to I say mean, it. It, it, it he absolutely is i mean you've said it in the past he's a perfect comp- or he's the perfect short shortening compliment to terry mclaurin and um, I don't know, like we <laughs> the fact that Ron Rivera and Curtis Samuel have been, you know, the same offense for two years together. And there was a jump. I don't remember the exact numbers, but there was a jump in production and opportunities for Samuel going into year two. Why wouldn't you take a shot at him like as you y- receiver
0: 47,
1: right? Right. That's your like, wide receiver
0: you, four or five.
1: If right, if he's going that late and he's that high up on someone on a team's depth chart that is one hundred percent going to give the ball to him. Do it. That's a that's a do it. It, It's a steal. It's a
0: dub compared to how compared to the other guys going in his range. I don't have them listed out in front of me, but when I get to draft and I'm like, oh, Curtis Samuel's still on the board. What? Yeah. Right. Uh it, it is a lock for that pick absolutely uh, most eight out of 10 times unless if uh a guy we'll get to later in the podcast uh, is still on the board then i'm going with him but i'm going to keep that oh, a secret oh, for now oh, okay 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 i think you know which guy i'm talking about uh a couple of guys activated from covid 19 list as well cd lamb activated from covid 19 list no surprise there carson wentz and zach pascal also activated from the covid 19 list. uh all three of those guys should be ready to go for week one uh, which go. is which is great news if you're a CD Lamb owner uh, like Ooh. I am in our dynasty league and I was praying he would be ready for week one. Uh, a <laughs> couple guys who went on IR; these are fairly insignificant names for the most part. John Ross for the Giants, uh, nothing really important there. And Akilah Harry of the Patriots. Look, Jacoby Myers and Nelson Aguilar can hold out on that wide receiver core just fine with Mac Jones at QB now. Um, it'd be nice to see Akilah Harry get some reps with Mac Jones in a real in a real game, um, but you know what? Uh, for at least three, six weeks now. Uh, Ravens officially put Rashad Bateman on IR, and Colts, to no surprise, put T.Y. Hilton on IR as well. Nothing too surprising there after T.Y.'s injury. Well, let's get into the bulk of this episode. We have uh, our top 10 tight ends. We're not going to do 20 because... look, nobody cares about the Like, like if you're drafting two tight ends, it's because you got an insane bargain on a top 12 tight end. um, Like Tyler did in one of his drafts recently,
1: or you're
0: in a dynasty league or you're in like an insanely deep, like 20 man roster league. Um, Right. The chance that you're drafting two tight ends is likely pretty slim um, because more times than not, you're just going to drop the worst guy on your bench to pick up someone to fill in for your bye week so we're doing the top 10 tight ends. And we'll have a few honorable mentions at the end because there are two guys who we probably could cover. Uh, but because we have probably the segment I've been most excited for this entire year, we ought to get through that too. Uh, so we're going to do top 10 tight ends. And then we're going to do a little, uh, a little thing we're going to call to the moon.
1: To the moon.
0: It's going to be the guys that we are in on this year three players that tyler cameron and i are in on this year for each of us so nine players total um you can think of it as like my guys or our guys right but everyone uses the phrase like oh that's my guy my guy this year right it's like no we're taking these guys to the booth this year with us so um yep we're i'm looking forward to that segment that's gonna be a lot of fun
1: it's yeah i can't wait
0: in order to get there though we gotta get through these tight ends and we're not gonna speed through them but I mean, some They're of these serious. guys we hardly have to spend any time on because their their role is solidified. Their rank is fairly solidified. And frankly, if we spend more than 20, 30 minutes talking about these tight ends, um, look like we're doing too much. with we, it We're sorry.
1: <laughs> we're sorry. <yeah. laughs> we're wasting we're, your well, time.
0: Yeah, right. Bingo. <laughs> Bingo. Well, like every other one, let's just start from the top uh, and work our way down. And, yeah. and to no surprise, um, and I'm not going to pull a fast one here like I did with the running backs, okay? Because, <laughs> look, it, it's 10 tight ends. Uh, like, if it what am I going to say? Like, Donald end. Parham's our number one tight end? Like, <laughs> does anyone even, I hope you all know who Donald Parham is, backup tight end <laughs> for the Chargers at this point. But anyways, number one tight end fantasy football for us, Travis Kelsey of the Kansas City Chiefs. Tyler, no shocker here for us.
1: Yeah, not really. I mean, he last year, he, if you if you translate his points into wide receiver points, he finished what wide receiver four was it? Four. Yep. Which maybe may be attainable again this year, but with a career high in yards and touchdowns. Yep. I think there's maybe a little bit of regression, but it's not big enough regression to move him out of the number one tight end spot.
0: I mean, considering he finished like. 100 points behind tight end, behind Rob Ton or ahead. Behind. Wow. <laughs> Finish 100 points. Man, I am on top of my game tonight. Finish 100 points ahead of Robert Tunnion, who was tight end three last year. That's all yeah. I need to know. That's yeah, all right. I need to know. Yep. Regression, I don't care. He's tight end
1: one. He's still tight end one.
0: Absolutely. Still tight end one for us. No arguments really there within the fantasy community. He's going in the first round. Yeah, early second of most drafts which a little bit of a premium to pay but i mean when you're getting like the like clear cut you don't have to think about tight end the rest of the draft you can focus on the two focal positions and running back and wide receiver and draft your quarterback yep I mean, you're getting a luxury it's it, it, it's it's a great pick it really is yep. um so kelsey at number one this is where we might Get a little bit of pushback to screaming from people, but we actually all have George Kittle as tight end two. All of us across the board, I have a tight end two. Tyler has a tight end two. Cameron has a tight end two. Most people are saying, like, it's Waller, baby. Uh, who else are they throwing to in that offense? That 49ers offense uh, has more targets. I think we're just in, have a little bit of recency bias with Darren Waller, if I'm being perfectly honest. George Kittle is a phenomenal football player, phenomenal athlete, phenomenal tight end. Uh, he holds tight end records right. that have not been broken. Mm-hmm. The man is great. He is an yeah. aggressive runner. He is a PPR machine. Uh, yeah, yards after catch, insane. Uh, any other reasons that I'm missing why we have not a tight end too?
1: No, I, I guess maybe to prove Kittle more at two than anything. If we're going to use the logic of, well, Waller's the only target in Las Vegas okay, we need to say the same then about Mark Andrews. We need to say the same then about TJ Hawkinson, who, right. yes, they are right behind. But still, to just use the logic, Waller's above Kittle, that means you put Andrews and Hawkinson above Kittle, which is just absurd.
0: And it feels like that's the only argument. I mean, Waller had that an is. insane season last year. Uh, yep. He caught a ton of touchdown passes. Yep. Could he catch double-digit touchdown passes again this year? I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility, but when a player sets a career high in pick a category, I will I will put money down that yep. they will see regression the following year. Yeah. Um I that's just how it is. Look, Kittle's still got a lot of gas left in the tank and he like he's just a machine. I'm not Ooh. backing off a of Kittle as tight end 2 just because he missed last year because of injury.
1: And do you want to do you want to tell the listeners a little thing about rookie quarterbacks and tight ends?
0: I mean, they just look, look, it is just their safety blanket. It is like money in the bank. Uh, Trey Lance with a fireball to George Kittle across the middle, 20 yards every single time,
1: every single time,
0: every single time. Uh, I, I will sit on that forever. Trey Lance has a cannon. He'll air it out a few times, but Mm -hmm. George Kittle is the safety blanket in that offense. And yep. when they don't run the ball five yards a carry with whoever the running back is, it's going to be George Kittle across the middle. It's going to be Brandon Ayuk on a, a fifteen yards down the field. Yep, or Debo Samuel, one of the two. George Kittle will be involved in that offense, yep. and that's what we have him as tight end too. I mean, it's. I, I just think we're a little bit stuck in recency bias, and people are afraid of George Kittle's injury. I'm not. The dude's nope. tough as nails. He would have played is. all of last season if he if he didn't have to get his knee repaired.
1: Well, right. Well, they were even, they were out of the playoff race. So there's no point to play. Right. And he still wanted to come back and he did come back.
0: Dude's a warrior. I mean, it's I terrified of him secretly, but uh, (laughs) he's also got some sweet hair. Anyways, we're going to move on because we're already spending too much time and (laughs) putting, putting a nail on George Kittle. Uh, Darren Waller is our tight end three across the board. We all have him there we already spent a good chunk of time on Darren Waller. anything else we need to add on him.
1: No watch. I mean, probably a little less touchdowns than last year, but he's still top three.
0: He is. He's top three. It's no question. I think if you snag both of them at the two, three turn, um, maybe not on your same team. I mean, maybe on your same team, I'm not going to tell you not to, because it's worked out for somebody in this podcast and, uh, I'll give you this for free. It's not me. Uh, <laughs> Tyler managed to have Waller and Kelsey on one of his teams. I mean, we talked about this in one of our favorite in our favorite trades mail bag. Uh that was yeah, that's a story. Uh, oh yeah. But yeah. No, Waller, <laughs> Waller clear cut tight end three. Um, uh, if you want, yep. look, if you release, if you're sold on Waller's your tight end two, that's fine. I'm not going to tell you you're wrong because in reality, could Waller see another tight end two finish? Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. It is
0: not out of the question whatsoever. So we mm-hmm. prefer Kittle to Waller, um, and it's not by a huge margin whatsoever. Yep. Tight end four on our list. Again, we all have Mark Andrews at tight end four. I've been, you, I think you and I have both kind of been fluctuating between having TJ Hawkinson and Mark Andrews at that four spot, uh, we both moved Mark Andrews back to four recently after having TJ Hawkinson there for a while. Well, what's the reasoning for having Mark Andrews ahead of TJ Hawkinson? Because I think that's the big question people are asking right now.
1: Um, I part, part of it is because I trust Lamar Jackson more than I do Jared Goff, even though there are question marks with Lamar and throwing the football
0: there, for whatever there, reason, there always
1: will be right. Like just for whatever reason though, it seems like that the Lamar to Andrews connection just works every it's real. single time yeah yep. yeah and last year last year Andrews missed two games but if I guarantee you if he played those two games he would have had a very similar stat line to what he had the year before where yep. he had like 60 catches 850 yards he had 10 touchdowns
0: yeah, I mean I don't know if he'll see double digit touchdowns this year. I mean he might. There is literally nobody in that Ravens there's want to no one. room right now. Sammy one. Watkins. Week one Sammy Watkins. Start him. Uh, <laughs>
1: start him. Start him.
0: Start him and sell high. Uh
1: yep.
0: <laughs> but I mean there's nobody there right now. Rashad Bateman's right. injured. Uh who's who's the other guy that's injured? Hollywood right Brown. Now? Hollywood Brown, he's still injured. Thank you. Um it is JK Dobbins. All of a sudden they're receiving work back. Lamar doesn't have anyone to check down to. Lamar is not gonna check down. To Gus Edwards, he's going to find Mark Andrews across the middle for seven, eight, nine targets a game.
1: Yeah, yep. Easy as that.
0: Easy as that. And the next guy who's on our list, TJ Hawkinson, we have at tight end five. Uh, And and to be honest, he might see very similar volume to Mark Andrews this year. And I think that's why there's such a battle between the two um, because, man, that Lions offense is just... Oh, you've heard Ooh. me complain about the running backs. Uh, the one person I haven't complained about is TJ Hawkinson because I really do like him this year. Um, he could finish, you know, as tight end four ahead of Mark Andrews. I won't be surprised. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, he's the sole target getter in that offense right now. I yep. I mean, Tyrell William, they they cut Prashad Perriman. Yeah. I don't know if you guys mentioned that on technically – thursday's episode um uh, but he's not there anymore Almond ross A. brown and tyrell williams are the two guys yep they're not stud wide receivers tj hawkinson is going to be the guy there
1: yeah yeah i mean here's the other thing um dan campbell used to play in the nfl he
0: used to bite off kneecaps too i heard
1: <laughs> Do you know what position he played
0: um uh, he probably, I mean, if he's biting off kneecaps, I'm going to guess like tight end.
1: He was a tight end. He
0: was a tight end.
1: <laughs> I it's, Sue me if I'm wrong. Actually, don't sue me, but just <laughs> me if I'm wrong, if Hawkinson can like takes another step forward again this year.
0: He's still young and he's still learning.
1: Right. Right. The dude's he's, 24. Right. Right. Like, like you've got a head coach that has experience playing the position you have an offense that you are the uh, or that you are the primary target in and last year you were good for a top 10 finish for sure i mean he had 67 catches 700 yards 6 touchdowns that's solid in my book
0: it's solid and i think it's going to go up like there it is should, room to go up
1: right right yeah that's that's all that needs to be said about hawkinson he is top 5 for sure you could see him crack Dare I say, I mean, maybe I'll say this. If there's an injury to one of the top three, Hawkinson is going to be the guy that fits in the top three before Andrews.
0: I, I was going to say, I was going to say, what are the odds? So, right, we're not going to be surprised to be finished as ahead of Andrews. What are the odds he cracks the top three this year? Is it higher than
1: 20%? It's like right at 20%.
0: I was going to say 15%, I think, is where I'm at. I, I yep. still have far too much belief in those top three guys. Um, and I need to see it from Jared Goff first because uh, I don't know what the heck he's going to look like in a right. non-Sean McVay system. Right. So I think I'm sitting closer to 10 to 15 than I am 20, but there's yep. still
1: a chance. Oh, yeah. There's still a chance. There's always a chance.
0: Oh, <laughs> there is there is always a chance. Always. Just like there is with this next guy, there is always a chance we do have a breakout first-year tight end, and that's Kyle Pitts. He's number six mm. in our rankings. Uh We all met six across the board. We're all 100% so far. We're all spot on. Uh So, yeah, we all have a tight end six. Notoriously, rookie tight ends have had a struggle of a time adjusting to the NFL. Um, and what Kyle Pitts has all of the talent in the world. He is probably in the perfect landing spot now that Atlanta doesn't have Julio Jones. It's Calvin Ridley. It's Kyle Pitts. It's Russell Gage, who I'm slowly starting to like fade on a little bit. I was really um, a, a Russell Gage believer for a while. And now I've kind of started to cool my Jets a little bit on him. Um, look, they've had Kyle Pitts lining up all over the formation and training camp. They want to get him a lot of looks, they want to make him a focal part of that offense. How, this is the question I'm going to ask How good do you feel about having Kyle Pitts at tight end six?
1: I feel like it's the perfect spot for him because he's like there's the top five tight ends and then there's everyone else. Yes, and Pitts is in the best situation, and he's the. I mean, he's probably I don't I don't want to say the the better athlete out of all the other tight ends. You I get mean, what you're trying to say.
0: I know what you're trying to say.
1: Like he, like he's he, like.
0: When you could be considered a wide receiver, you are just more athletically gifted yeah. than other people at your position. Like right. that's just the reality.
1: Bingo. Like so you like I said, there's a the top five and everyone else. Pitts is the easy and most comfortable choice for me to put in at the top of everyone else.
0: I couldn't agree more. Um, there's just so many other target share issues I have with the other wide receivers after him. Uh, I don't know if there's a guy who could potentially match Kyle Pitts' target share in that six to 12
1: range. No one.
0: I I can't think of anyone off the top of my head. And that's the thing. I just think Kyle Pitts is going to get enough opportunities this year where he's going to just kind of, it might not be pretty, right? But he, he'll end up stumbling into that wide receiver, six, five, six, seven range. I think and it'll just be because he, he's going to get a 20% target share. Yeah. If they don't get him a 20% target share, then I I'm so sorry, Kyle Pitts. You deserve better.
1: You deserve better.
0: <laughs> Next year we have in our rankings is Noah Fant at tight end seven. Uh I'm seven for seven so far. I've got Noah Fant at tight end seven. Tyler Look and camp. Dude, I'm so good with tight ends. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody clip that, please. Um, no. <laughs> please, please, no. Nobody clip that. Um, I, you both have a at, at tight end nine. Um, look, the Broncos just got Teddy B. They announced Teddy B. is the, their quarterback. Uh, obviously, that shoots up the value of guys like Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton. I think Noah Fant is a beneficiary of that too.
1: Yeah, yeah. He, I mean, his stats last year with Drew Locke, no one, I don't think anyone realizes this. He had 60 catches, almost 700 yards, but he only had three touchdowns. The only reason why he didn't score higher was because he only had three touchdowns.
0: And that offense is like that offense last year was just abysmal. Could right. not score a passing touchdown to save lives.
1: Right. Like it was inconsistent for sure. Right. Like one week, you know, you could go week to week where one week was two catches for like 14 yards. But then the next week was five catches, 60 yards, and a touchdown, right? Like, there there was just no consistency with Fant, and I think that's why I got him so much lower is because Pat Schirmer offense, he likes to give the ball to the running backs, yep. and he's got Corlin Sutton and Jerry Judy to kind of fight, fight-ish for targets. Yep. Teddy's
0: an accurate quarterback. He can get the job done, but he also chokes in the red zone. He is not a good red zone quarterback. He had 15 touchdowns last year. Yep. Here's what I will say, though. Could Noah Fant be Teddy Bridgewater's best friend in the red zone? A big body who can get him, who can run a route crossing the middle, just a big body to sit, turn, post up, and catch a football. I think that could be Noah Fant in the red zone for Teddy. Teddy hasn't had a guy like that.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, nobody, a, in, nobody in
0: Carolina. He didn't have anybody in right. New Orleans when he took over. I, look, Noah Fant, I think could help Teddy B out tremendously in the red zone. Yep, I, I just, I just like Noah Fant. I think his floor is safer than a lot of the guys we have after him.
1: Yeah, and I, and I wonder too if I've got him just a little too low just because of the other guys that I have in front of him in their situations. But like you said, like with the stats that that fan had last year. Yes. The inconsistent, the inconsistency can kill you, but look what he told it up to, right? Like you just gotta, you in the nice thing about Fant too. Here's the other thing. You can get him later in drafts so you can stock up on other positions to make up for the inconsistencies of Noah absolutely
0: Fant. like when, when you can build up that kind of depth, I'm okay passing on those top five guys. If I can get a guy like Noah Fant who I can rely on for 750 receiving yards this year, that's fine with me. Uh, if he really starts to go kaput, then okay, I just continue streaming tight ends. That's fine.
1: Yep. Or you dump one of your other guys, get value back for him. Right. Exactly. Like, that's fine.
0: Yeah. So, anyways, no offense. I think I think he does have safe upside this year, but I he's not gonna crack that top five. No at all. No, you won't. Next year we have on our list at tight end eight is Dallas Goddard. Uh, Tyler, you and Cameron have him at tight end seven. I have him outside of the top 10 at tight end 12. And I am, and I am passionate about this. I want (laughs) nothing to do with the Philadelphia Eagles tight end this year. Mm. I don't want, I don't want Dallas Goddard. I don't want Zach Ertz. They are awful for each other. Just yeah. watching it in preseason, they basically got the same target share. Uh, look, we can argue Dallas Goddard is more uh, – uh, he's much more of a big play threat. Uh, Zach Ertz, I think, is more of the safe under route, get get-me-six-yards kind of a guy. Mm-hmm. Goddard is the, I'm going to run a seam route, and you're going to hit me for 22 yards. Yes. Uh, that's fine. Look, but I, I want nothing to do with either of those two. Especially when Jalen Hurts isn't, he's not a proven throwing quarterback. I like Jalen Hurts this year. That's not to say I'm out on Jalen Hurts. I like Jalen Hurts this year. But when he gets most of his work done with his legs, I don't know how much I can trust Jalen Hurts. I don't know how much I can trust a split tight end set in that offense when there are plenty of other guys going ahead of Dallas Goddard who aren't in a competing tight end position right now. And Goddard said he's happy to be back with the team. Uh, maybe not happy. I'm trying to remember the quote he actually said. But he's part of the quote was he's putting the past behind him and he's ready to play ball for Philadelphia this year. I want nothing to do with either of those two. They're just going to yeah. continue to just kill each other's value.
1: Yeah. Well, and I mean, if there's any appeal to Goddard, it's just that. I'll say, I was going say I should body. let you give
0: the pro Goddard argument too,
1: because I gave the yeah. anti Goddard <laughs> argument. So
0: give the give me the pro Goddard argument
1: there's really only one pro Goddard argument and it's just that he's the biggest body yeah. on that in the receiving court. So he could find some red zone targets. Right. But again, there has been nothing to prove that he's going to be that red zone guy at all. Yeah. So maybe, maybe we shouldn't be banking so much on, on the potential upside that Goddard has in the red zone. Um But I don't know. (laughs) I don't think we realize just how much of a like, oh, words. I don't think we (laughs) realize. (laughs) I don't think we realize how bad Goddard and Ertz are for each other.
0: Yes. From a fantasy perspective, they are. It's it's tough. And here's the thing, too. I forgot to mention this before we got into tight ends, like seven to ten. After Kyle Pitts, us three are just all over the place.
1: All over the place,
0: and I don't, and like, and seriously, like, it's personal preference. I think at that point,
1: at that point, yeah,
0: at that point, it's personal preference. Um, and I just don't prefer Dallas Goddard because there are at least five other guys who I'd rather have ahead of him that aren't in competing tight end rooms. Yeah,
1: definitely. that's
0: essentially that's essentially my only reason for having him so low. Yeah, um, and again, these are consensus. So look, I'm fine if you have Dallas Goddard inside your top ten. Um, just our consensus rankings have him at tight end eight, which is how it yep. panned out because we are all over on these next couple of guys. Um, maybe not all over, but uh, <clears throat> it oh varies goodness. a lot. It varies <laughs> a lot. Yes. Uh, Cause tight end nine in our rankings is Robert Tunyon. And this one might come as a surprise. Cause there's a few guys we haven't mentioned yet. Um, and we're thinking, okay, why, why Robert Tunyon? Uh, I feel like, here, here's the interesting thing that I've found. I feel like, I, I feel like, can I say, I'm going to say this. I feel like Robert Tunyon is the Miles Sanders of tight ends.
1: Absolutely. You are Absolutely.
0: either, you are either pro Robert Tunyon or you are anti Robert Tunyon. There is no middle ground on Robert Tunyon. You either believe that last year was not a fluke or you are like, dude, do you, did you realize that 20% of his catches last year were touchdowns? Had fifty-two receptions, eleven was, touchdowns. That's that's twenty-two percent.
1: It was every four or five catches was a touchdown. There's no way you keep that up. That's not sustainable. Not at all. But
0: yet, that's also the reason why you keep him inside your tight, your top ten. Right. That touchdown. Aaron Rodgers is back, baby. Like yeah. that. That that touchdown upside remains because Aaron Rodgers doesn't just throw the ball. Aaron Rodgers never uses the tight end. Tunyon had fifty. I have fifty-seven targets last season. That was tight end twenty-four. Yep. <laughs> Here, I'll I'll read off a few of the guys who had more targets. Oh, he yeah, had fifty-nine targets. Excuse me. Good for tight end twenty-four. A list of tight ends that had more targets than Robert Tunya did last year. Tyler Eifert, huh? Jared Cook, huh? Tyler Higby and Gerald Everett splitting reps in LA last year, huh? George Kittle in eight games. Huh. Dallas Goddard, Johnny Smith, Austin Austin Hooper, Zach Ertz had more targets <laughs> than Robert Tunya did last year. Huh. <laughs> Jimmy Graham had more targets than Robert Tunya oh, last year. No. <laughs> huh. That's not to slander Robert Tunya because I have him at tight end 10. Okay. Like I have him inside my top 10. And it is purely for the fact that that man could catch eight touchdowns this year, and he would still be a top seven tight end.
1: Yeah, yep. That's that's a little. I'm not why. banking on it. Right.
0: I don't want him on my team. I really don't. I'm just doing it so I don't get slandered. Because I, truthfully, I think Robert Tunyon catches six touchdowns this year. Yeah. I'm gonna guess a fifty percent regression.
1: He'll have yeah, yeah, half of the touchdowns he had last year.
0: That's and, and, I, and I don't think that's an unreasonable assumption. People are going to get upset with all the pro Tanya. People are going to be like, are you insane? They'll see at least 10 again this year. Yeah, he saw 11 last year right. on 59 targets. That's not sustainable. Not at all. It's not. I don't think I need to say anything more on Tanya. You have met tight end eight, but I'm sure it's for the same reasons that I just said. Exactly. <laughs> Perfect. Well, I'm glad I was able to cover that. Um <laughs> Last guy in our rankings, and then we will move on to my favorite segment. Mike Kasecki wraps out our top 10 tight ends. Uh, Tyler, I believe you have him at tight end eight. I have it at tight end or tight end. You have him at tight end nine, I believe. I have it as tight end eight in my notes. So I don't know why. Uh, Cameron and I both have Mike Kasecki at tight end 11. Uh, just outside of my top 10. I have my reasons for it. Um, you're keeping him inside your top 10, though.
1: Ham has him inside the top ten. I so it's the second week
0: in a row I've done this. The second <laughs> second week I've hosted where I've screwed your two rankings and I've got them backwards. You and I both have Mike Asiky outside of our top ten. Yep. Uh, what what's your reason for that?
1: Uh, he had a career high in in you know average yards per catch. He was at so his rookie season was at nine. Season after that, he was at eleven season after in last year he had 13 and a half yards per catch jeez that's not and they added will fuller they added jalen waddle to this offense
0: they added guys who could scoot down the field
1: right that like there is going to be i'm not going to say major but there will be regression in terms of how many yards guess like going to have this year and the touchdowns probably aren't going to be anywhere near five or six. That's where he's had the past two years. I don't think there's going to be that because you added Will Fuller, Jalen Waddle, like there's please prove me wrong on this Miami. Yeah. But like. I'm always
0: happy to be proven wrong, by the way.
1: Right. Right. But for me, knowing the career high in yard yards, average per catch. I I'm out. I don't want Yoseki anywhere near my team.
0: I agree. And there's plenty of guys going after him that I would much rather have on my team, I think. Um,
1: Right. I I mean, the only, the only reason why like I'm still considering him in a top 12, right? Let's say 12 team league. He's still a tight end one. The only reason why is because he's still the white or he's the third option in that offense. Like that's, that's really the only, I mean. Depends yes, how much you
0: like Devontae Parker and how much you believe in him. But I mean, you could but, probably interchange it too. I mean,
1: it seems like the fantasy community puts Gusecki above Devontae Parker. Yes. Like it, it, like the, like I said, the only reason why he's still worth considering as a tight end one is just because he's the third option in that offense, right? Well, he's and they, still going to get like decent, decent targets but it won't be anywhere near what like tight end seven tight end eight like he's had in years past
0: will fuller Jalen waddle just caught a 74 yard bomb down the sideline and got brought down at the three yard line the dolphins don't decide to run it they decide to pass who are they throwing it to in the red zone mike sick you're gonna tell me you're gonna throw a, a goal line fade to Will Fuller in the corner, to Jalen Waddle in the corner. Devontae Parker might be the only guy you can do that with, but look, they're going to find Mike Kosicki in the red zone. That's who it's yeah. going to be. He mm-hmm. has been their red zone target, and that's the only reason why I haven't met 11 still. is just I. He's going to be the red zone guy, and I don't know what his value is outside of that. Yep. That wraps out our top 10 tight ends. I need to give some honorable mentions, though, because there are some guys that fell inside of my top 10. I think fell inside of um, your top 10 as well. I don't know about cameras. Exactly. I didn't have put down rankings for these guys, but uh, probably the biggest one that we left out was Logan Thomas. Yep. Uh, and part of it. Wa- <coughs> oh man. That snuck up on me.
1: Oh goodness. <laughs> out, uh, out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. <laughs> watch out. Watch out. That's the-
0: <laughs> Ray Orton of the coughs right there. <laughs> Uh, Logan Thomas, we left outside of our tight, uh, our outside of our top ten tight ends. Uh, I believe I have him at eight, Tyler. I think you have him at nine. I don't have the rankings right in front of me. Uh, Ten, you have him at ten. I think Cameron has him at thirteen, and that was the big thing. Um, We look, Cameron. We love you, man. But I mean, we learned this early on (laughs) when we started this thing. Tight ends is just not your strong suit. think he's got Gerald Everett starting at tight end in every single one of his leagues.
1: He's at tight end to tw- he has Gerald Everett at tight end yeah, 12. He <laughs> he like does. if Logan Tom if Logan Thomas is tight end 12, Logan Thomas sneaks into the top 10 above Mike Gesicki.
0: Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Like, I have a tight end 8 and 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 I, I I was out. I was originally out on Logan Thomas because uh I look, Ryan Fitzpatrick he likes big bodied receivers. He li- yeah. his target share with his receivers is much higher than his tight ends i mean and that's what normally is for quarterbacks right but like for ryan fitzpatrick it's he likes to throw to his his wide receivers um and that's the only reason why i was out but man after seeing logan thomas in preseason um and i know curtis samuel wasn't there right i think curtis samuel comes back and chips into that a little bit but again he's not in a competing tight end room Uh, i like him better than gasicki because i just don't I, i think the offense in washington is probably more tailored to what logan thomas can do
1: um
0: and i don't even remember who else i oh i have noah Fant ahead of him then yeah and then that's my top seven so logan thomas uh just literally it just took one of us having outside of the top 10 for him to not fall inside our consensus top 10s Mm -hmm. i think another guy we just have to mention is tyler higby Yeah. Uh, When he was the lone Rams tight tight end, uh, gosh, was that 29th, the end of the 2019 season, 2018 season, I believe it was. Uh, He was like tight end three the last four weeks of the season. Like, I think we could see a big Tyler Higby season coming.
1: Matt Stafford in that
0: offense now, who had TJ Hawkinson. Yeah. Robert Woods and Cooper Cuff. They have no run game. No.
1: Yeah, they have no run game.
0: So, I look. I think Tyler Higby could be in for a big season this year. I have him at tight end nine. Tyler, I think you have him at 11. I think Cameron has him at 13. Correct me if I'm wrong.
1: Cam's got him at 11. I've got him at 12. You've got him at nine.
0: Okay. So we're all, I mean, again, we're knocking on the door of top 10 there.
1: Yes. Yep.
0: Tyler Higby's one that I, if he, he could be one that finishes top seven this year. If he slid into QB or to QB into tight end six ahead of Kyle Pitts. I think that's within his realm of possibilities.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised in one bit if that happens.
0: The tight end position is just like a vast wasteland of pick your poison. Yep. Like, Just pick the tight end you like best out of six through 12. It, you'll probably be fine. Like, you're not going to be able to do much better, right? Last guy I have to give an honorable mention to. It's a sad honorable mention. And you guys brought it up in the podcast on Monday. It's Irv Smith. Because if he were healthy, I seriously think he would have slid into our top 10 tight ends
1: for all of us. He would have been number 10 for sure.
0: He would have been nine for me. He would have been nine for me. I have been getting increasingly uh, in on Irv Smith this year. It's just sad. It's sad to see a potential breakout year all of a sudden just fall by the
1: wayside. So, yep.
0: That wraps up our tight ends. Oh, with the remaining time, baby, we got an exciting segment. The segment I have been waiting. I have, I I, Tyler, when did I bring this segment up in our group chat?
1: Oh, probably like a month ago at this point. Oh, like, I think it, it was. I think it was
0: longer than a month ago. I think it was. I think it was a, towards the start of the podcast. I'm thinking <laughs> like middle of June. I brought this up
1: <laughs> to the moon. It's been out there for a while. To the moon. To the moon.
0: Who are we bringing to the moon this year? This oh. is our version oh. of a my guys segment, guys that we are all in on this year. Uh, and it's not just the Christian McCaffrey's Dalvin cooks, whatever guys that we think are great values, wherever they're going guys who we think have potential to have like league winning seasons, maybe not like the MVP of fantasy football seasons, but like guys who we absolutely love and cannot stop drafting this year. Mm mm-hmm. And unfortunately, Cameron's not with us. We're going to try and do him justice on his players. But honestly, at least two of his players should come as no shock to anybody. <laughs> we won't get to him right now. We'll, we'll we'll kind of rotate. Actually, here's what we'll do. We'll start with Cameron. We'll just go oh. one at a time. yeah, yep, yep. We'll start with one. Tyler, you can do yours. I'll do mine. We'll go back to Cameron. We'll go through all three. Uh-huh. Uh, and we'll do it that way. So one of Cameron's guys, he is taking to the moon shout out to elon musk by the way i feel like we need to say that otherwise he's gonna like somehow stumble upon our podcast and just be like what are these dumb nuts right, doing yeah.
1: shout like, out shout out
0: <laughs> shout out to elon uh if you want to help support the podcast in any way to um you know happy happy to we, man, we let's... can
1: go we can go to mars to do the podcast if you really want us to look, I mean, look like...
0: I'll, I'll see what i can get i get generous amount of vacation time with my work i'll see what i can do elon uh the ff pod D F F F at gmail.com. Hit us up. Uh, we'll be waiting for your email. Anyways, first guy Cameron is taking to the moon is Joe Mixon. And that should come as no, no shock surprise. to anybody. No. Bengals targeted their running backs nearly a hundred times last season. And all of a sudden Gio Bernard's gone who saw 60 plus of those targets. That's a lot of work for Joe Mixon, baby. That's a lot of work for Joe Mixon. I don't know what your thoughts on Joe Mixon are, Tyler. I still can't pull the trigger on him in drafts. I stare him in the face every time, and I debate, do I want Joe Mixon? Do I want my second running back, or do I want a guy like Calvin Ridley, DK Metcalf? Uh, I've seen DeAndre Hopkins fall in that range, right? Like, I just can't do it with Joe Mixon yet. But
1: Cameron (laughs) loves
0: Joe Mixon, and he always will.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm in the same boat as you. I don't think I can necessarily put him as a to the moon guy, but he's still he's he's a borderline wide or borderline running back one.
0: He is. He's going as running back thirteen in drafts right
1: now. So
0: Joe mm-hmm. Mixon, obviously one of his guys, he's bringing to the moon this year. Tyler, your first guy to the moon.
1: It's a shocker. It's a shocker, and it's shocker. a quarterback. It's a quarterback. What? And not many people I've never I, I I don't think I've done this guy enough justice so far talking about him.
0: If it's a guy it's, I'm thinking of, I don't I don't think we have. It's Matt Ryan. Matt oh, Matty Ice.
1: Maddie Ice. Maddie Ice baby. Can I go a little ASMR real here? It's it's Maddie Ice. It's, it's Maddie Ice. Ain't that nice? That's that's look, so nice. That's so nice. Look, Matt Ryan is the aficionado of racking up quarterback yards yep through the air and I said this in the last episode I'm going to say it again Lucas can you uh tell me is Mike Davis in any way similar to Derrick Henry um I'll give you their
0: similarities they're both running backs in the NFL.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: They both have had Arthur Smith as a coach. Uh-huh. I think my list ends there.
1: Bingo. <laughs> Mike Davis is not a power back and he no. showed that in Carolina. He no. showed that in Carolina last year. I mean, he he's a bigger body smaller running back. So, he's not afraid to <laughs> put the shoulder down and just run through you. But he'd rather not. <laughs> I'll tell you what, he's not Derrick Henry. He's not Derrick Henry. Look, so you can't put in the exact same power run scheme that they did in Tennessee, which means what? Either outside zone or you throw the ball. And now here's, here's the other thing. If it's an outside zone scheme, that opens up play action. You want to know who's really good with play action?
0: Matty Ice. Matty Ice. Ain't that nice. Ryan Tannehill is pretty good at play action too. And it showed true, 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 top true. 10 quarterback in fantasy football. Yes. I think that could happen for Matt Ryan. That's within his realm of possibilities.
1: Within the possibility, yes. Absolutely. And he's he's just outside of a lot of people's uh like starting uh Like in the first 12 quarterbacks, he's He's, just outside it.
0: He's going as quarterback 18 on ESPN right now.
1: That's that's
0: he's going after guys like Baker Mayfield, Trevor Lawrence. Uh,
1: Seriously, I think Justin
0: Fields is going ahead of him, which I I can understand the Justin Fields pick a little bit, because if you have your top 10 guy and you just want another top 10 guy from like week four on, that's fine. But Matt, he's going far too low
1: Far far too low. Far too low. And look, he's got Calvin Ridley, Kyle Pitts, Mike Davis, Hunt. Uh, I mean, Hayden Hurst may not be fantasy relevant, but he will help the team out. He's, he's got Russell. He's got Russell Gage. Um, he's got. I mean, he's used the wide receivers they have before, right? Like it's not like there are complete strangers on this offense no. for Matt Ryan. Again, he's going as quarterback eighteen. Are you like there's why (laughs) I'm so confused why he's at 18? (laughs) I know that was
0: baffling when I looked at that the other day.
1: Like, yes, the Falcons were one of the worst teams at the beginning of the season last year, but that offense came to after they fired Dan Quinn and he and he didn't look back ever since. Maybe, like, maybe the touchdowns weren't there, maybe there were a little more interceptions than usual. But you take a look at that team last year, and Matt Ryan had to do whatever he could to just get points on the board. Cause yes, Todd Gurley is a semi decent running back, but Lord knows he's not gonna, he's not the old Todd Gurley that we wish was still here. No. Goodness, so.
0: no. Matt Ryan finished as quarterback twelve last season.
1: That's, that's And we money. all thought he
0: sucked last year, in the first part right. of the year.
1: That's money, money,
0: money in the bank to the moon this year. I'm with it. I like it. I like the pick. Yee yee. <laughs> My first guy I'm bringing to the moon. And this one should come as no surprise to anybody else. You know what I wish we would have done? Man, you know what? Maybe before this goes up. We're going to have a poll. So hopefully you voted in the poll by the time you, you listen to this podcast. We need to put up a, a poll on the Instagram saying who everybody thinks are to the moon guys are who are our, my guys this year. I want to know what people think, because I feel like Ooh. this one, this one should be obvious to everybody who listens to the podcast. My first guy and bring it to the moon. Antonio Gibson. Oh, one? yes. To the moon, baby. Weeks 1 through 12 last season, Antonio Gibson was running back 5. He finished as running back 13 overall last season. They want to push him into a Christian McCaffrey-type role, and I am not just pulling this out of my rear end. I've had had people on TikTok all up in our comments saying, quit making up some BS. I'm not. Kyle Allen, a QB for the team, who has spent copious amounts of reps with Antonio Gibson. They've been working all season long together. He said those exact words. Ron Rivera made the ballsy comparison before last season, before the 2020 season. I just, like, I'm not just throwing stuff at a board and hoping it sticks here. Like, people have said, like, this guy could fill a similar role. Oh, yeah. I'm in on that. I am 100% in on that. Now, what I'm not saying is that he's going to be Christian McCaffrey, we won't see another Christian McCaffrey, maybe, maybe ever. Christian McCaffrey is the better runner than Antonio Gibson. Uh, and he obviously he was way more involved in the passing game, but people don't remember that Antonio Gibson was a former wide receiver. He started out as a wide receiver at Memphis and then transitioned into running back. He's got great hands. He's got the elite upside in his repertoire for that. So look, I, look, I love Antonio Gibson. I won't stop obsessing how much I want him in my leagues. I'm not concerned about his lack of third down usage in the preseason thus far because he's going to return value. He is going to see more than 44 targets in the passing game this year. The departure of Alex Smith negatively impacts McKissick's value far more, far more than it impacts Antonio Gibson. So give me all the Antonio Gibson this year to the moon, baby,
1: to the moon. the moon.
0: Next guy for Cameron on his to the moon list. Another guy he's been talking up all season. We've given him every segment on him. That's Keenan Allen. Look, Keenan Allen, the numbers he's had top 10 in is just insane. He's a top 10 volume guy. Uh, He's not a top 10 yardage guy, which is unfortunate. Uh, Not a top 10 touchdown guy, which is also unfortunate. I'd love to see those touchdowns go up this year. But he's a top 10 guy in fantasy points per game. At the end of the day, that's what it comes down to. How are you putting up fantasy points on the board for me? Uh, if you're doing it in a top 10 fashion all day, every single, Oh, excuse me. Every single day going as mm-hmm. wide receiver nine in most drafts right now. Yep. I'm that I, I love Keenan. Allen. We all have yep. him inside of our top eight, top seven, huh. I think actually.
1: Yeah. Yep.
0: Absolutely. Great value in drafts. I don't think we need to say anything more about Keenan Allen. Tyler, you're next to the moon guy.
1: We're going with another. We're gonna. We're gonna stick with the wide receiver train here.
0: Wide receiver train. I like it.
1: We're gonna go out to the Steel City.
0: The Steel City.
1: It is not Chase Claypool. Dude, that's oh, so
0: no. many people's. That's so many people's. Oh, my guy oh, this year. Oh, oh no. you just heard a you. You just heard a lot of people's feelings, man. You better. You oh. better apologize.
1: I'm not going to. I don't blame you. you. I don't think you who? should. You know who the wide receiver one is?
0: I'll, it, it, I'll give you this for free. It's not Juju Smith-Schuster.
1: <laughs> we need a weekly like free tidbit. <laughs> se- segment How many
0: things Lucas? has Lucas given for free?
1: <laughs> Deontay Johnson. To the moon this year. To the moon. Lucas, if you have the stats for this, this would be much appreciated.
0: Yeah, let me Help.
1: go ahead. How many drops did Deontay Johnson have last year?
0: Uh, somewhere between 12 to 16, and the number is different but depending on who you blame.
1: Oh, man. So that hurts. double digits by a lot. Yes, that, that hurts. hurts. But guess what? Chicken butt. Guess why? <laughs> You're you going to say Just keep going.
0: Just keep going. I can't believe I said that. <laughs>
1: Were we back in middle school? Huh? Cut, cut it. Cut.
0: Where's our, where's cut our that. editor? Cut it, cut uh, it out.
1: <laughs> anyway, if Deontay Johnson catches half of those, where does that put him?
0: Uh, if his drop rate uh, drops by three percent, that would have boosted him all the way up to wide receiver six.
1: Are you? Are you kidding me? (laughs) And people have his drop
0: rate. So, so not like, not like, you know, know, you take away twelve, take away a drop, right? Like it's not what we're saying. Like if you were to calculate his drop rate in accordance to the amount of passes he saw, if you drop that by three percent, wide receiver six.
1: Everyone thinks that Chase Claypool is a trendy wide receiver one for Pittsburgh. Not yet not yet not yet, yet. While give ben Juju is, a
0: year once Juju leaves then we can talk
1: right when Ben is under center Deontay is the number one guy because Ben won't I mean for the first what six weeks of the season he'll throw the ball downfield then after that there is no longer it is no it is no longer Ben Roethlisberger in the backfield yes <laughs> It is it's mason it's mason rudolph (laughs) like yikes
0: (laughs) dwayne haskins yikes yikes
1: ben needs to dump the ball off to someone and who is that it's deontay johnson
0: absolutely uh we are all in on deontay johnson at his adp wide receiver 21 right now absurd
1: oh absurd
0: absurd he'll be a top 20 guy if not a top 15 guy Easy. We're all in on Deontay Johnson this year. That's a great to the moon pick. I'm going to switch positions for my second one. I'm going to flip to the running back position. And this is a guy who I have been harping on since the beginning of the season. I need to make it clear. When we came out with our sleeper picks, like back in late June, this guy was on my sleeper pick, my sleeper board. Because he was going as running back 36. And I said, y'all are doing a disservice to this man. Because he is better than running back 36. And now, now he's a top, he's gonna be a top 25 running back this year.
1: Easy. (laughs)
0: That man I am talking about is Damian Harris. To the moon, baby. To
1: the moon.
0: Current ADP is running back 28 list of guys he's going after three guys who I would much rather have Damian Harris over Raheem Mostert Javante Williams Daryl Henderson. Raheem could pop off to start the year. Right. And Raheem could be, I'm starting to creep up on Raheem a little bit, but Trey Sermon, they drafted Trey Sermon for a reason. They want to get him involved. Uh, right. Javante still working with Melvin Gordon. Daryl Henderson Jr. Sean McVay never has never wanted to make him the guy. Damian Harris is the guy, man. Like he's not going to catch passes. He's kind of like a Gus Edwards, right? Like he's a one a down first and second down running back. Um, but after the Patriots' bye week last season, uh, up to his injury, so that's weeks six to fourteen, Damian Harris was running back twenty three. Now get this: at one hundred twenty rushing attempts was fifth amongst running backs. 591 yards. Fourth amongst running backs. Amongst running backs who had at least 50-plus attempts during that stretch, he averaged 4.9 yards per carry, which was good for eighth amongst running backs. You know how many TDs he had? How many touchdowns he had?
1: How many touchdowns did he have?
0: He only had two. He only had two Stinking touchdowns. That man had all of his rushing touchdown opportunities just scarfed up by Cam Newton. Mm -hmm. Anyone who's not on the team anymore? Cam Newton. So there's not even, it's not like Max a starter and Cam's still hanging out and there's like a goal line package in there for Cam. That's not a thing. That's not a thing at all. Um, So only concern I have with Damian Harris from Andre Stevenson has been balling this preseason he has been nuts so far uh and like this might be a hot take if i if we have like a hot take segment this would be one of my hot takes he could be that like sneaky patriots running back this year that we all count out as like third third option in that offense and then ends up being the highest scoring running back for that team like oh, yeah. like Ramondre seems like, could be that but oh it is looking far too pretty for damian harris right now for that to happen Uh, look, Sony and Cam are gone. Damian Harris is the first and second down back. He won't get much work in the receiving game. That caps his volume because James White is still there. But like I said, I've been on Damian Harris since the start of the offseason. And with all the opportunities opening up for him now, to the moon, baby. Damian Harris, to the moon.
1: To the moon.
0: To the moon, baby. Last to the moon guy for Cameron. And I feel like this is another guy he hasn't been as vocal about. But in his smaller circles, he's been all over this player. Uh, You and I have known that Cameron has really liked this guy for some time. Uh, Mm -hmm. I think he's drafted him in almost every draft I've been in with him. Yep. He's a late round wide receiver right now. Who has top 15 upside if everything pans out? That guy's Will Fuller of the Miami Dolphins. And I know what everybody's thinking. He went from Deshaun Watson to Tua Tagovailoa. That ain't great. He's no Tua. But I'll tell you this. Tua's a deep threat. He can move the ball down the field. He's got an arm. He is accurate down the field. And every report so far, And man Tua looks great so far yep he could take the step forward he could take a leap forward this year he might he might be one of those sneaky quarterback guys and you want to know what Will Fuller is for Tua the exact deep threat he needs pair that with Jalen Waddle on the other side of the field the opportunities are endless for Will Fuller because they got to be concerned about both of them Mm
1: -hmm. yeah
0: I mean suspended suspended for a game that's why he's dropping his value but like Really? To the ninth round?
1: He's going as people's wide receiver fours.
0: Which is insane. He should be a wide receiver three target. I don't I Look, I wish Cameron could be here to do him more justice, but Will Fuller to the moon for Cameron, that doesn't surprise me one bit whatsoever. Nope. Tyler, oh. your third and final to the moon. Guy, the guy you are putting on that rocket ship and sailing him straight up to Mars, to the moon—not to Mars, because then it would be to Mars to yeah, to, right. to the planet to, Mars
1: to, to to Mars. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't doesn't have the, the the same ring to it. You know, it just doesn't doesn't really work to the moon. Alan Robinson. Yes. Yes. Look, yes. Part, I <laughs> I partly say this full transparency a while back in a former segment called hot take tie
0: where we actually were able to do hot takes based on divisional players it's more tough to do that when you're doing rankings because then it's like well then your rankings have to reflect your hot take and that just doesn't work so anyways sorry i
1: I appreciate the 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 back i got you i got you (laughs) i got you look i made a statement that the from the Moment Justin Fields is a starter for the Chicago Bears to the end of the season. Al Robinson will be a top five wide receiver.
0: That's a hot take right there. And he's doubling down.
1: Because, you know, here's the thing. You know, when, when uh, you know, like, let's say you go to a casino, right? Yep. Yep. Not my, I don't do... frequent often, but no. I, don't, I,
0: I know enough. I've, I've been dabbled. there enough. Yeah, I've dabbled. Yeah.
1: What do you do when you lose? <laughs> I'm playing until
0: I say- win. I'll don't double me down. I'm going until I win. I'm just kidding. That's bad gambling happens, boy. Let's say, let's say
1: you're at the roulette table, right? Right. Let's say you, you, I don't know, you put your money on red and it comes out black. Ah. Uh. What do you do in that situation? Do you just walk away? No, you don't. I might I double down. <laughs> he doubles I down. Double down. He doubles down. And that's what I'm doing here. Look, Al, I think it's more so that Allen Robinson is just one of the more underrated wide receivers in the NFL than anything else.
0: Yeah. Underappreciated still.
1: Like I, I want to almost put Allen Robinson and Keenan Allen in this Separate category of trans transcendent wide receivers. Sure. Meaning, it doesn't matter if it's a rookie quarterback or a veteran quarterback. Give them a quarterback. They are still going to put up massive target share, massive receptions, massive yards. That's it. That's literally it. I mean, opportunity
0: and volume. That's fantasy football.
1: Yeah, like one I, mean, I mean, my my ideal scenario, right? is to have Keenan Allen, Al Robinson as my wide receivers. Running backs, Lord knows how that turns out, right? You'd
0: have a first-round running back.
1: I don't know. Let's say – probably you know, have a Delvin like, Cook,
0: Christian McCaffrey, one of those two.
1: At the 2-3 turn? Right? Yeah, like right. Let's say like right. McCaffrey or Cook or Kamara, and then round four, Chris Carson. Right. If
0: he drops all the way back to you there, but
1: still – again in a hypothetical world right right Right. in in terms of ideal at least top three picks
0: DeAndre Swiss is running back 20 right now so he'd still be in that range anyways we're getting off topic but
1: again Allen Robinson is just like Keenan Allen doesn't matter who's throwing in the ball he's still getting targets he showed this with Trubisky he showed it with Foles he gets targets and you know what that means that means you're open
0: yeah yep it means you're open
1: and if it doesn't mean you're open, you're making spectacular catches that deserve recognition.
0: Absolutely. Keenan Allen there, 150 plus targets the last two
1: seasons. I don't think I need to really explain anything else.
0: I'd put $150 down that he gets 150 again this year.
1: I'll go with 300. I <laughs> He'll double. double down. He doubles down. I double down. <laughs>
0: to the moon. <laughs> Allen Robinson to the moon. I love it. I think that's a great pick. My final guy, our final guy for this segment. It's a guy I'm doubling down on too. Whoa. My one hot take, I just weaseled my, I forced my way. I didn't tell either of you two about it coming into the podcast. Cause if I did, I knew you two wouldn't allow me to do it. <laughs> so I just, I, I went rogue. I made it myself. It was during our Tampa Bay Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Atlanta Falcons break down. Is it Mike Evans? It is not Mike Evans.
1: Oh, Lord. <laughs> if it were Mike Evans, someone call for help, please. I'm sorry. I totally just killed your moment. I'm sorry. I no, did you didn't. No, no, you didn't. It. It's okay.
0: It is okay because this guy, hot take, will outscore Mike Evans this year. And that's Antonio Brown. Yes, sir. I am doubling down. That Antonio Brown will be a top 25 wide receiver this year.
1: Yes, sir. But
0: I need to make a disclaimer here before I go in here, okay? Because Mike, the fantasy hitman, right, definitely, absolutely, 100% stole my bull take and didn't give me credit for it. If you listen, <laughs> if you listen to the Fantasy Footballers podcast, okay, they just did the bull takes episode literally like two days ago. Mike made his second bull take was the exact same bull take I made in our July 23rd podcast of the Atlanta Falcons and Tampa Bay Buccaneers breaking down them. And he said, An Antonio Brown would be the highest scoring wide receiver for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers this year in fantasy. So I need to go on the record and say, I made that hot take literally a month plus before Mike, <laughs> the fantasy hitman right. Made that same take on his podcast. I just want my credit, man
1: i That's just all i That's just all.
0: looked dar. i just want my credit
1: maybe a pile of cash on the side too but you know yeah, no, we, hey, you know I mean, we can't a get on the podcast
0: want. would be helpful if i could just <laughs> yeah. get some promo you know i i mean i mean <laughs> look nobody from nobody from their <laughs> podcast watches us yet uh no. at least not that i know of. but anyways i'll keep my analysis short here uh nothing against fancy footballers are a great podcast. If you want any resources to get more insight on players. Um, absolutely. They're a great resource to use. Uh, so I'll keep my analysis short here on Antonio Brown. Since I went on my soapbox for him back in July, uh, the eight games he played last season, wide receiver 21, uh, his numbers over 16 game pace would have been good for wide receiver 16. Uh, he's had a full off season with Brady now to work with that offense. Mike, we all think Mike Evans is going to see touchdown regression this year. Brady likes to spread the ball around. AB's going to get his touches. Uh, he's gonna get his targets, and look, Tyler. Do I do I need to go through and name all of the poor, no-name cornerback threes he's gonna be paired up against? Like, well, okay, agree or disagree? Washington is probably gonna be the best defense they go up against this year. It's between the 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 football team, the Washington football team, the Colts or the Bills. I'm gonna put my money on Washington.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'd agree with that.
0: Do you know who their cornerback three or cornerback four is? Whoever, whatever side of the field Antonio Brown lines up on, do you, do you know who they are? No, exactly. <laughs> Benjamin St. Just. Oh, McIntyre? <laughs> who? <laughs> who run, run for cover. <laughs> Buy some ankle insurance. Y'all are going to need it. Oh, he's going to shake you out of your shoes. Oh, he's oh,
1: no. AB.
0: It's not like AB is just this like fly down the side of the field separation guy. AB is such a good route runner. He is. Those poor wide receiver cornerback threes. Oh, if the Vikings were to play, I, Camp Dancer, I'd just tell Camp Dancer to not play that week. Fake hey, look, a it's,
1: hammy. Fake a hammy. Fake a hammy.
0: <laughs> it's absurd to me that Antonio Brown is going as wide receiver forty in leagues. Like, uh, he's a season and a half removed from a from a top 10 wide receiver finish. And I understand circumstances have changed, but, oh, come on, people.
1: Wide receiver Maybe, 40. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, <laughs> this man is innocent of all fantasy football slander.
0: Yes. Yes. Antonio Brown to the moon
1: to the moon indeed
0: to the moon for me this year well that wraps up all of our content for this podcast that was fun i mean i know talking Man. about tight ends gets boring, but like look i hope if you hung around for our to the moon segment i had so much fun doing that
1: that was <laughs> fun that i was love well talking about it. the guys
0: i'm hyped about this year
1: that was well worth it
0: well, I'm we couldn't have Cameron here because I would I would love to hear all of his analysis on his To the Moon guys. But, hey, you know what? Uh, I think his schedule starts to calm down a little bit next week. I think we'll be getting him back then. Uh, however, you mind if I take a few minutes here to tell the people what's going on with my life here? Uh, Absolutely. The podcast.
1: All you, boss. All you.
0: Fantastic. So, the season of life has proven to be – uh, immensely busy for me, uh, between work, I found out I have to work uh, multiple nights of the week now, which is fine. I love my job. I love getting to work with college students. I love being able to make a difference in their lives in a time where, um, they're looking for answers. They're looking to explore their beliefs. They're looking to, um, you know, make big decisions in their life. And I love working with college students they are some of the best people to work with. Um, so I have to work nights there. My wife is starting grad school. Um, she is going to school. I mean, look, it's it's eight to five and whatever time they need her outside of that. Uh, we have commitments on Monday nights. Um, I have to work Wednesday and Thursday nights. Uh, and it's come to a point now where um, when I got married back on March 27th, 2021,
1: mm-hmm. uh,
0: I made I made a commitment that sure. I would prioritize my marriage and I would prioritize my wife and do whatever it takes to make her happy and spend time with her. And I need to follow through on that commitment. So unfortunately, uh, for the time being, I will be stepping away from the podcast. I'll still be on TikTok. I'll still be making TikToks for us. I'll still be helping produce uh, all of our all of our podcasts every week. Um, I love doing that. I love being able to help y'all out and help. I mean, help y'all being like the fantasy football community. Um, not just like Tyler and Cameron. Like the fantasy football community in general. Um, so... I'm going to be stepping away for the time being. If I can make a guest appearance every once in a while, I shouldn't even say guest. If I can make an appearance every once in a while, I can't just sign off here. That's not what this is. This isn't a sign this is I'll see you in a while. Um, there are just important decisions that uh, to stick with the theme of our podcast, I need to double down on in my life. And that was my merge. And mm-hmm. that is one of the most important things in my life. And I love and want to support my wife in every way possible, and part of that is spending quality time with her. Which we may not get if I continue doing the podcast at this point. So it's been so much fun thus far. I am really bummed. This is the point we have—I have to walk away at. Um, I shouldn't say walk away; that I just have to take a break from from now, especially as we're getting right into the season. But at the same time, but I think one of the one of the biggest signs of being a real man is showing that you can step up and know what your priorities are. And my priority is being married and I am happy and extremely proud that that is a priority in my life. So that is that. I'm going to step away from now or for now. I'll be back. We'll see when it is. I don't know when it is. I'll think about options that I can make an appearance every once in a while, but that's not up to me. That's, that's up to the timing and the season of life that I'm in. And right now that season of life is not able to um, fully support everything that I have commitments to in my life. And so my marriage is my priority and I need to stick with that. And I'm proud and extremely happy I get to stick with that. So hold down the podcast for me. <laughs>
1: I'll do.
0: You and Cameron already do a Will good do. job of that. Um, but yeah. For the last time in who knows how long, I'll be back, like I said. I'll sign us off. Normally, we're three Stooges being dudes. Today's just Tyler (laughs) and I. Last time it was two peas in a pod. What is it today, man?
1: What comes after lightning?
0: Thunder. Thunder. Just, just lightning and thunder today. Just a couple of <laughs> dudes being lightning and thunder. Oh, Thanks for all the fun times thus far. I'm looking forward to coming back here soon, hanging out and chatting fantasy football with y'all. Just lightning and thunder. A couple of dudes being lightning and thunder. <laughs> Jesus. Jesus. Hey, thanks again for tuning into the Fantasy Football Fellas podcast today. Make sure to subscribe so you get notifications of all of our weekly podcasts now on Wednesdays and Fridays. Uh, we're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts from. Uh, make sure to subscribe, turn on those notifications. You can do the same for our social media FF Fellas on Twitter, The FF Fellas on Instagram. Hey, we're on YouTube if you want to see us uh, video record these podcasts. Fantasy Football Fellas there. Uh, Same thing on Facebook and TikTok, Fantasy Football Fellas. If you want even more insights to any of our rankings, uh, head on over to fantasyfootballfellas.com. I got all sorts of rankings there. You can see our first mock draft that we did a few weeks ago. Uh, All sorts of different exciting content there we have for you as well. Three Stooges, just being dudes. Deuces.